It's a good show. Welcome to your making it worse. We're here. We're queer. Who cares? I'm Elliot Glazer, and I'm Brent Sullivan, and I'm H. Allen Scott. We're sort of like the lazy queer eye of the Fab Five. Yeah, except I got twenty twenty. Textual healing. Okay, so Grinder is apparently sharing the HIV status of its users with other companies. Uh, in a BuzzFeed article, they said, because the HIV information is sent together with users', users GPS data, phone, phone ID, and email, it could identify specific users and their HIV status, according to Antoine Poltier, a researcher um, at a Norwegian nonprofit that first identified the issue. Is that terrifying? I mean, okay, I, was torn. I, I was torn. I'm torn, too, because I definitely am one of those people that... I've always been a sort of, uh, I don't care. All my information yeah. is out there. Like, all my social media stuff is out there. I'm sure my dick pics out there. Like, I don't care. Like, it yeah. just is what it is. And and I also understand how modern internet works. So when people, like, when our parents are all like, I was just looking at shoes, and then I got onto Amazon, and there was an ad for shoes, and it terrifies me. And it's like, does it? It's called, yeah. like, cookies. They follow you, and they they show yeah. you ads you want to see because of things you're looking at. Right, right. And, and things that's are Kind of how I, but uh, this is a well. It is, is and it isn't because you're you are using a digital platform where you're you're voluntarily giving information. The email address stuff is separate, but you're voluntarily saying your status and your gender and your last time you were tested, last time you were tested, all this information and all of that is things that can be used to advertise to you mm-hmm. products that are relevant to you and the things that you're posting, and so. If you take, yeah, yes, that's a, an oddly pro corporate uh, stance that you're taking. I know, I'm actually oh, yeah. surprised. I'm blown no, away not, by this. No, it's not pro pro corporate necessarily. <laughs> it is just the it efficiency is, and marketing. it is what it is. It's what it's what the internet and marketing has always been. You try to target your audience to well, the. Buzzfeed News people. said that they, they they said that um the app's been sharing GPS positions, tribes, sexualities, relationship status ethnicities and phone IDs to third-party advertising companies. Is this a story just because it's HIV? Would it be different if it was like they identified themselves as black and so they were... You know, advertising products that that are related how to. Dare like, you know, you. Alan, how dare you? <laughs> no, they were they're advertising like like with makeup. And, we were and, waiting. We were just trying to preempt yeah, you from saying something yeah. that wasn't going to be offensive, but we wanted to make it sound offensive. <laughs> no, but you know what I mean. Like yeah. like you know, like with women, especially African American women in makeup. Like right. if they're using a certain thing, there's a certain type of makeup that needs to be advertised to a very certain type no, of I, audience. I get what you're saying. I can see. I, I guess I'm just. Well, I don't know. I I, I see. I can see how it can be yeah. bizarre. I, I'm not. I'm also of. I'm also of this non-libertarian bent where I don't care that much about what some entity, even if it's some fucking shitty, if, even as if it's fucking Walmart. I don't care that much that Walmart knows I like, you know. Kashi and buying my underwear from American Apparel. <laughs> yeah, um, I don't know. Like, like even even the the, the whole Facebook thing uh, uh, controversy Cambridge of like, Analytica. Yeah, yeah, Cambridge Analytica. It was like, yeah, I mean, I think it's certainly problematic. But I wasn't. I'm not one of these people that's going to delete my profile just because I kind of like. It, well, I hate Facebook, but I still like it enough to not 
feel like I want to delete my profile. Right. That's yeah. just always been my approach to these things. So this to me, this is, I'm also negative. So this to I me was yeah. I wonder was, if if you was, were an HIV positive, even knowing that it was meant to like advertise to you and 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 show you things that would, you know, I guess, uh, uh, you know, be appropriate for your lifestyle. I don't even yeah. know the right words to use, but I, I wonder if that would be considered if somebody might be like, well, that's offensive or or if it's not if it's not a big deal. I had a friend who, who wasn't HIV positive, but he was um he he was positive that he felt he was famous and he uh <laughs> he said to me once in the bar, he was like, uh, "I'm on grinder, but it's hard because so many people know who I am and it's it's who just was it? I feel I will not say his name on the air. Um but he said that Richard and it made me Simmons. and it made me think in the moment, well, Sure, people know who you are. They don't. But sure, you think people know who you are. But, like, no matter if you're famous or not, you're voluntarily choosing to be on an app that can identify you and can potentially hurt. There's ramifications for anything that you choose to be on. And by the way, don't you guys feel, I mean, maybe I don't want to speak for you guys, but it feels to me like all that, you know, of which we should, quote, be afraid has kind of just dissipated because the idea of, like, you know, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, like, Kim Kardashian or Paris Hilton or somebody having a sex tape, it became like a, it's like a thing. Yeah. yeah. It's the like... president probably has a sex tape. Yeah. And this is, I mean, I, I'm not kidding. I have lived my life. I've brought this up once or twice before on the podcast. I, I've lived my life for years with the plan that I will run for Senate. I'm still convinced, despite of all of the crazy things I've said on podcasts, that I will win. And of course, if you don't like it, let me let me say this right here and right now: you will be destroyed, beheaded. You will be beheaded before I even launch my campaign. But with that said, I have always been very cautious about uh, sending. You know, well, I don't have nude pics, but. A couple butt shots, like yeah. with my face, such that someone could take a bunch of screen grabs and keep them, or, which you know is very unlikely. But, um, but I will say one thing that kind of blew me away from this uh, out of this article was I didn't know there was such a thing as a phone ID. Yeah, yeah. What is that? I don't know what that is. Phone ID is like a thing that they use to if you're in a situation where you've been kidnapped or you've been or you know you're there's every phone has just like your internet and your computer has a has a tracking not a tracking but has like a number code associated to it. Your phone is the same thing. It has a it's like a computer and it has a code associated to it. And it's a mobile device, so obviously they can find that the manufacturer can find that code. And this is the thing that the government and these companies often batting heads over Apple says we're not going to give you our data on our, oh, our right. users phone they did that ID with the stuff, uh, right. terrorists in San Bernardino exactly right? so, so, th- so that's what that is so for my campaign though this is what I'm, wor- I'm worried about so will my innumerable catfish profiles come back to haunt me <laughs> that's what I'm trying <laughs> it could. to find out it could yes alright well because there's a I digital... guess I'm going to have to get a new phone uh, with a new phone <laughs> ID because... I mean but we are experiencing this I mean in a different context there are people I was just reading this article in the Washington Post about um how did my son become a neo-Nazi? And it's and it's it's a part of that, mm, that internet. It was <laughs> it's a part of that sort of internet culture where our identities that we pose online and the ramifications that those identities can have on our actual lives. Mm-hmm. In insofar as here he was posting all of these things, having these profiles that were very sort of neo-Nazi, racist, you know, all these disgusting things. But in his everyday life, he was pretty normal and yeah. everything was fine. It was like half the people who showed up to that Virginia 
alt-right rally or yeah. whatever. It's like in their normal lives, Half they have friends jobs. with Alan. Yep. Yeah. No, <laughs> they have jobs. And then when their employers obviously saw them at this rally or saw and many times they see them on these sites commenting and stuff, people lose their jobs. Mm-hmm. There are ramifications to the things that we do online. Yeah. And it's the same thing with this. Do you think there could be ramifications of uh, a company or, or someone finding out that you are HIV positive? I mean, could you lose your health insurance coverage because it's more expensive? Uh, well, that's a hard thing. I don't know. Um, I don't know. Well, with Obamacare, you can't because right. you're, you're, you can't be denied for a pre-existing but condition. But with Trumpcare, you will. Yes. Yes. Um, uh, well, no. Too many senior citizens need that pre-existing condition. Trump will not touch that. Oh, no. Um, I'm talking about Trump just, like, making life terrible for people. Yes, of course. Um, and also with, <sighs> yes, in many states, I think it's like, 37 states, you can still be fired from your job for your HIV status mm-hmm. because it is not viewed as a... I mean, it, in some states, it's viewed as a disability. It just depends. It depends, yeah. especially yeah. with sexuality. You could be denied, you could be right. denied housing in right. many states for your sexuality. Well, so there's lots of murky areas that could right. go in. Although, realistically, obviously, that's not really a concern for someone who has put their HIV status, if it is positive, in the last you know year or so. I don't think that's something that they should be Well, it could be concern for, let's say, I mean, and this doesn't necessarily even just apply to gay people like it could be a concern if someone if your HIV status if you put that on your Facebook profile for example and let's say you work at some like small town diner in Alabama or something and the owner of that small business says I don't I don't feel comfortable with you cooking here yeah do you ever have days I I do this as well uh, once again, back to my campaign. I have days where I, I am just assuming that at some point in my life there will be a hack of say iMessage or Gmail and every one of my emails or text messages will be available somewhere for someone to read much uh, much like the Ashley Madison hack mm. except on an infinitely larger scale yeah i don't know if it's possible but it's literally i, I think of it almost daily but if there's that, like that, this the, is but that kind of leak is like who who who's being targeted when if there was that much you know, de- data. Oh, for leaked. sure. But then, but what if what if everyone is targeted, and then there's a database where you could, if you want, enter someone's phone number and read all of their text messages. Mm. I mean, I'm again, sure that, I'm not saying I have any. I'm sure that already exists. I mean, isn't that how the celebrity nude pics were leaked because of iMessage, iCloud? Like, I think yeah. that's already happened. Yeah, but I mean, like, I think individuals have been hacked. But I'm talking yeah. about like, like someone hacks iMessage Gmail as or, a, Gmail as right. a whole. Yeah. And leaks everything. Right. Well, hopefully they won't find those pictures of your butt. They're going to see all these pics of this bitch dong. (laughs) There's so much. Like, I've honestly thought about this. If I'm ever, you know, moderately successful in my life and something shady gets out there, it's like, I think I would probably be like, yeah, I was, I had fun. I I think there, yeah, to me, there's sort of an element of that too, where it's like, who I don't think people. I don't think it. I really think in a very short period of time, the, like the salaciousness of it, really dwindled. Yeah. Just and watch when a sex tape of the president gets leaked, mm, and then nothing will cares. matter again. Yeah. Nobody oh, cares. But I also that's think that's so just, that's that's the gener that's the generation that's coming up. A picture of your dick is just. There will absolutely be people running for senate. This is what I tell myself every day. Who will have dick pics available in a decade or two? Yeah. I just Without I believe a doubt. they're already in there. I bet. I mean, almost certainly. I I don't know of a 
dick pic that's leaked for us. You senator. want that? Or that, uh, uh, oh, God. Larry Craig? No, Little Rock. Um, who's the senator from? Shot? Tom Cotton. Tom Cotton. Tom you want Cotton. that Tom Cotton dick pic? He's really conservative. <laughs> this, he texts me about Tom Cotton. shitty. I kid you not, at least once a week. So I guess this isn't something that we should... I guess this is this is. The I'm surprised. I, I thought you were gonna hate it, Alan. Well, I don't. Okay, let me let me just preface this by saying From your oddly pro corporate stance. In a personal sense, it's not pro corporate. I don't know why you're saying that. <laughs> you're talking, you were talking, yeah, because you were talking about it's how just it's just a rational it's understanding okay to make of it more how efficient. business works and how marketing. <laughs> I mean, it really, it's not it's not corporate necessarily. It's it's how marketing works and how the marketing works on the internet. This bitch phone for Trump. I'm not kidding. <laughs> well, Jay, this. I mean, I'll add that James. Krillenstein, who's a member of Act Up New York, which is like a prolific, um, yeah. you know, nonprofit. Uh, they, he says, uh, to have that data shared with third parties that you weren't explicitly notified about, and having that possibly threaten your health or safety, mm-hmm. is an extremely, extremely egregious breach of basic standards that we wouldn't expect from a company that likes to brand itself as a supporter well, of the queer community. And to counter that point, just in terms of a legality issue. If someone is pointed out or singled out because of their HIV status and said, "Hey, we're gonna we're gonna only talk to you guys and let you guys know because you're HIV positive that we're using your data to promote certain products to you that are relevant to the th- information you've given us," then isn't that making them a second class citizen? Because then, I mean, it's obviously already stated in a blanket term in terms of the user agreement. So, like, I, I don't know. I feel like. If you're HIV, I'm not HIV positive, but I would assume if if you are, you don't want to be seen as special or as a separate case, or you deserve special handling by based on the information you provide. It, that's any different from anybody else. No, but you might be more cautious about. The Perhaps you might be more of... cautious, but I don't know. I, I I feel like it's covered in the user agreement. Like everything's covered in that user agreement. Yeah, yeah I mean, I don't th- I don't think we ever thought anyone was going to go to jail for this o- yeah. over this. Uh, I mean, certainly we we certainly know that the lawyers will make sure it's covered in the user agreement. Yeah, but, uh, <laughs> maybe we'll just go back to manhunt. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> dudes, which nude. is by the way dead these days. I've, I actually do log on occasionally. I really? found out dudes nude is still around. Yeah. Dudes nude. Dudes nude. It's like just people that post pic- nude pictures of them, like have. But it's also like a profiles. messaging place kind and stuff. Of, yeah. I thought it was dead, but it's like oh. I, last night well, I Craig stumbled looked, across the, it. The misconnections are or personals on Craigslist. Yeah, gone. that's actually my personal yeah. blog. Yeah. It was <laughs> misconnections. Yeah, this this yeah. guy this guy lit a candle. To- <laughs> Not even joking. Louis Vertel. Did I, say, I said it correctly, right? Yes. Louis Viertel. Oh, no. <laughs> that, Vertel. Vertel. Louis Vertel. Well, can I tell you something? Yes. Um, the real pronunciation is Vertel, but due to glamour, I have chosen to say it Vertel like half of my family does. <laughs> uh-huh. And weirdly, I just won HQ, the game show recently. Oh, yeah. And they shouted me out afterwards. They're like, got to give it up to Louis Vertel. I was like, you are ruining the years of PR I've done. <laughs> did, you get, like, did you get like Vertel Turtle nicknames as a kid? I did. Several times. Oh, wow. They were not huh. sophisticated to even say like Myrtle Vertel. Or right, something See, more. I wouldn't think because it's not spelled like Vertel. Like I, it's it's E L, not yes, L E. So like I would assume Vertel. Yeah. Right. Yeah. See, I, I'm playing with people's perceptions, and yeah. I'm winning. Really? I'm winning. <laughs> you're winning. Yeah. Well, Lewis, you're so good at like everything, skewering, sh- like just culture and being mean. Yeah. No, not just being mean. <laughs> I mean, you're, you're, you know, you have a brain that is. I've I've also like you know uh, been witness to you just pulling up names, you know, and references that 
knock me over. He's incredibly intelligent. He was on Jeopardy. Let's, let's right. talk about that. That's oh, right. you were on Jeopardy? Yes. Oh, yes. Uh, uh, was Alex Trebek smarmy? Because I've heard that. People always say that. My feeling about him is always, if you are not awkward with him, he's not awkward back. He he is desperate for somebody yeah. to be funny or cool or interesting. Did, yeah. did we talk about this in the podcast the time I, I saw that interview of Alex Trebek in which he wore... The, uh, a sweater. You could tell he was wearing a sweatshirt with no T-shirt underneath, which I thought was like no. weirdly way too sexual for, for Alex a Canadian, Trebek. Yeah. yeah, for a Canadian, and he had like a necklace on. Mm. It was like wow. this is bizarre. It's, I don't know why I've always thought celebrity. it's kind of creepy. It's a gay celebrity. <laughs> it's kind of creepy when someone wears a sweater with no T-shirt underneath. Yeah, clearly no undershirt. I just think it's like a, it's like what are you gonna? I don't want to see the silhouette of your nipples. Well, sometimes I mean, sometimes people who have temperature sensitivity, if they're gonna wear a sweater, <laughs> you've gone into this, okay? But, yeah, but but don't you want the option to take the sweater off if it gets too hot? It's a great question, and the answer for me is that um, I wish I'd thought of that beforehand yeah. many many times. <laughs> I tried to be cool the other night and wear a sweater on a date. Bad idea. Yeah, with nothing underneath it. Yes, <laughs> you did. You did that thing where you like lifted it over your head like when, <laughs> like when you were like scrimmaging in like elementary school instead of taking your shirt off you just kind of lift it wait so let me, you ever do that <laughs> i want to say um that the you had can you explain your iconic jeopardy moment oh sure uh so when i was on going into the second round i was a little bit behind and then i got a daily double in which i wagered almost everything right and then it happened to be very easy and in a theater category which is the dream <laughs> <laughs> I mean, imagine if the double were in, were in a category like, you know, like NCAA winners or something, I'd be screwed. But um, no, it was about The Crucible, and I got it. And The movie um, or the theater version? The like play. It was okay. an Arthur Miller category. Yeah. Arthur Miller, University of Michigan grad. Continue. Oh, just like Madonna. Just like, uh, uh, hold on, I can keep going. No, I can't. That's the only one I can think of. Um, uh, she didn't graduate, well, by the way. Ted Kaczynski, the Unabomber, <laughs> Michigan who grad. Moved, who moved his talents west. <laughs> yeah, he did, he did. Uh, uh, his brilliance elsewhere so i knew the answer and then uh yeah i i am somebody who casually just snaps all the time right. my fingers in a very not hep cat way right um and that got on camera and became uh, a gifable moment like a gif it was it got it's on been camera a meme. There, was, there are moments throughout t- here's the thing about gifts they don't die yeah or they go away for a second and then come they back, come back. Yeah. so occasionally if you're on facebook there's like a little feature where you can use a gif when you're messaging somebody and one time like a year ago i'll say less than a year ago the most popular gif of the day was just me randomly. Wow. Just, uh, it'll never go away. It'll it's really strange. It's because and and to see yourself gift. I've seen some of seen seen myself gift in a, just a couple of times, and it's it's very weird because it's a sticker, but it's a, kind of around forever, and it also is like a moment in time that wasn't particularly curate it's just weird you're like curated I never thought thing. about the anytime I've seen myself in a gift that seriously before I have. it's just weird I just the, the permanence I see it as of like, it is weird it's like what's like YouTube my profound you know? observation about that is for the longest time you know my friends would see that be like oh Lewis now it's according to me that gift is always going to look the same and I will age so yeah. I'm having this like Dorian Gray <laughs> like, yeah. moment, like enjoy still looking like that well, actually, true. speaking of that that makes a perfect segue into what we were going to talk about which is the sort of world of like gay celebrity because I mean quite honestly the world of I gay celebrity about. <laughs> is no I mean the, it's it's hinged on this idea of I, the, the, from my from my viewpoint it's hinged on a very distinct idea of like youth and caucasianness and I guess what I'm referring to is this kind of bizarre world that I think lives a lot on Instagram and I think of 
you know, these people who are famous. Give some examples. Yeah, mm-hmm. like like gay guys who are sort of like famous in this gay celebrity universe. I think of Gus Kenworthy and Max Emerson, Kyle Krieger, Nico Tortorella. Mind you, that's like a pretty vast array. I mean, Is that's it? like an Olympian and then like somebody who does hair down the street from me. But they... <laughs> But they also, nice guy. But don't they fall under a similar umbrella? Well, they take pictures of themselves, and they <laughs> like to be looked at, and they get attention for being looked at. Yeah. To which I say, I mean, g- straight people, as far as I'm concerned, have had a monopoly on banality for so long. <laughs> if we can get in on that in any way and be marketable, <laughs> I am fo- all for it. I, I, don't I don't understand, and this is something I've complained about regarding Instagram for quite some time. <clears throat> I just don't understand how people can amass such followings if all they do is post pictures of themselves because even even if they're s- super good looking doesn't there hit, don't don't we all hit a point where it's like why would i continue feeding this ego well my thing why is more I like doing this? there aren't there aren't men, that many versions of that photo you can do exactly. my thing is like your your nipples never change yeah. so yeah. by all means i'm into it and also but it's also this weird thing of like half my friends are these people so if right. they do it I'm like oh now I'm thinking about porn now I'm gonna go watch that not Instagram yeah. you know what I mean so oh, that's sure. really strange too but, I mean Instagram I think... is I've noticed it's a it's a trigger for porn all the time yeah. for me oh yeah yeah I think the root of sort of what Elliot was getting at is that there's a certain type of person that is sort of applauded as a gay celebrity, not just even on Instagram. We're also looking at, like, Andy Cohen, Andy Cohen, um, Anderson Cooper. Like, they all seem, with maybe the exception of, like, Don Lemon, to be, like, fit, physically fit. No one has a weight problem. And they're all white. And they're all of a certain wealth. And and they all fit a certain type of uh, that that is similar. And... Yeah, we don't have a Kathy Bates. We don't have a Kathy Bates. Right. I mean, Nathan well, Lane. Nathan a bit. Lane, of course. Yeah. Well, maybe, not, <laughs> no, but maybe not on Instagram. You don't. Well, but I, don't, I think Instagram is just sort of is just a, a side to this conversation. Mm. Like, I don't. I think it's the one thing that ties all these people together. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. How so? I'm just saying, like. I feel like what you're sort of getting at is that there's a particular kind of person who brands themselves and in a way they present, I'll say, provocative pictures of themselves, whatever, and then sort of add a caption that's like half a joke or an inspirational saying well, that makes it seem like they're trying to do something else. That's yeah. what drives me. That's, what I, that's the thing that gets under my skin is when it's a very gratuitous picture of like your pubes the pubes and the caption is like <laughs> me you know mood and it's like no yeah. that's not a or mood the captions, or the captions like you know we need to we need to wipe out child illiteracy or well, something well that's become <laughs> an actual thing that is not a joke yeah. i mean i mean what i'm sorry i should clarify seeing that happen and it not being a joke or ironic to see i mean alan found one that was a like a a, a, a picture of a guy from behind and his butt and he's like doing this, and he's in front of what looks like a barn. It's the and it's every town guns. It's about, it's about oh, gun, gun, it's a gun, gun, gun reform. It was like buns against guns or something. But, oh. but, yeah, but here's yeah. what's worse about that: it wasn't. It wasn't like he was even. There are these campaigns, and this is this is the sort of that part of the of like the gay celebrity that blows my mind, which is there's a guy. Um, Jack McEnroth. Oh, he used to be on Project Runway. <clears throat> yes, he used to be on Project Runway, and. I feel like I've seen him, quote-unquote, run or, quote-unquote, announce 10, 15 (laughs) campaigns over the last, you know, 10 years that were, like, about, quote, raising awareness about HIV. But all of them involve being in the shower, being nude, Nude. being (laughs) half-nude. And and I remember the one that that really just kind of, like, knocked me over was called We Are All Clean. Yeah. And for me, it's like, well, okay, so... 
I guess the intention here is to say it's a picture of him like naked in the shower. Everybody who was doing it was yeah. nude in a shower. Well, and, and let's, let's we are let's all also clean. give him some credit too because there is in in that particular instance there is this sort of disgusting thing of people who aren't HIV positive being like you clean absolutely, and, it, and that is a good conversation to of have course, that we but, should. But it's a but it's a conversation that. to have that's being. But that's being presented by saying, take a picture of yourself in the... Sh- it, it's not... Yeah. But, it's, uh, I disagree. I feel like <laughs> if you can draw attention to that conversation anyway, and it's through objectifying... Like, I'm not uncomfortable with dudes objectifying themselves and putting some even kind of banal... Uh, 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 shall we say uh, a philanthropic message even if, if it seems shallow it's still better than like not doing it I, think. I, I, I don't know I think it like I mean, it's but like, isn't there a isn't there a, a medium there where I think it's where like, it's, it's not that we're saying we sh- you shouldn't do it but I mean is there a way of accomplishing that goal without being vapid about maybe it? but then why not do that also yeah, I don't think it's I'm that va- it. I don't think it's that vapid I mean it's like I'm thinking about uh, it now in a way I wasn't before I think it's per- I mean I do I think it's I think it's like vapid because I'm like have you seen how women have been presented for years and years and years gay gay guys (laughs) being being comfortable objectifying themselves and like throwing themselves out there I find that I I, I just don't find it that disgusting it's it's at worst a little annoying I don't know I find it annoying but I guess I I find find it a lot annoying I find it limiting in terms of the avenues for other types to break in and exist and you're right women have also struggled with that for years having one type of woman be the representation of what is beautiful what is gorgeous and we have that within the gay community too it is a white muscular youngish man as my therapist says a it's a nordic complex yeah and we <laughs> and and we do have that i think the difference though between gay culture and women is that you know we're a niche culture and we are we are sexual sort of we are sexually revolutionized in a way that we took what was normal and we decided to be different from that. We decided to go in a different direction and, and be truthful to who we were. And so in like what you often say, shouldn't we be a bit more woke and, 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 and realize that there's, there's another option out there for different types of gay expression that deserves just as much of attention as pubes being presented well, I, against? But I guess my question is you're talking about following these people on social media accounts. I mean, like, what what does that mean? Not like? so much following, but like, for example, there's a post that Gus does of of his butt, and I actually didn't know who this person was until you texted me about him. That's I, usually how it I works. Don't, I don't I, know these people yeah. until Elliot gets have, annoyed Elliot with them wrote a list of gay celebrities, and I don't know half of them. I, I don't know. But, yeah. um, but, I, but I only say that, like, he posts, like, a picture of his butt or something. Mm-hmm. And then... Queerty does an article on it, and and all these other blogs do all these articles on it, and they probably do well, and they, and yes, they probably, and they probably do, well, do well, yes. And then a woman last week, as of this recording, was murdered in Alabama. A trans woman was murdered in Alabama, and that picture of Gus's butt is doing so much better and no one is covering this woman who's being murdered in Alabama because, and well, I mean, trans the- identity. And I and yes, I'm equating two things that are very different, but at the same time, shouldn't we or shouldn't maybe even like. Gus uses vanity to talk about this woman who was murdered or should not just Gus. I, I, I'm using that as an example and I don't want to put that on him. But I'm just saying like there are other conversations we can be having and perhaps these sort of gay Instagram celebrities since we're going in that direction. It's it's limiting and where we're focusing on. But I, I guess my feeling is if you're if you're really intent on having those conversations, why put it on these people? Like yeah. it, it's like I, I, I don't think you can be that mad at people for clicking on 
pictures of dudes. I don't know. I just I just find yeah. it sort of fundamental to the internet experience. I mean, yeah. I think I think I hear what you're saying. I I think there's sort of there's been this recent trend I think particularly amongst the left which is if if there's ever if there's injustice at any point then we we kind of tend to to say, well, you know, should we really be looking at pictures of butts right now? And it's yeah. like, well, you could say that about any period of time. Right, right. There have been bad things that have happened somewhere in the world. Uh, and, and you know, I was looking at porn during the earthquake in Haiti or some shit. And, like, does that make me a monster? No. Yeah. Uh, but I, I personally, I think my problem with the story that you just told is I don't think a mainstream uh, we'll say publication like Queerty yeah. needs to be doing articles about that guy's butt. Yeah. That guy has but of every right they don't to have put. To. They, but but like gay culture encompasses many things. Why wouldn't they do that? Because but, because well, no, but because the New York news. Times doesn't do doesn't make articles about big titted women. No, there are mainstream. It's a social gay culture with with like a comment section that's meant to be social and among gay men and an intra gay so conversation. Gawker. So like, did you ever read Gawker? Yeah. So I, I don't remember seeing tons of articles in Gawker about, you know, busty women that would would appeal to a majority of their viewers or their readers. Well, I mean, that was more voicey writing. It's not really the same thing. Got Queerty it. is literally like daily. Well, also, I'll say this. If you're writing for a site like Queerty, you just have to write a certain amount of posts per day, right? Like you yeah. need to fill the content. These people are providing this content f- themselves on the Internet. So if you can make an easy post where you can slide their Instagram picture in, why wouldn't you post it? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like you have to fill your quota for the day. You have to, you know, to satisfy but it's a, advertisers. But it's, self, but it's a self-fulfilling thing. It's like, you have to fill the quota, be, I think, because... I think it's. I think the idea is like the chicken or the egg. And I think the thing that comes first is the, you know, the the, the pubic hair selfie. And yeah. then that be, be, begets needing to fill a quota by posting those pictures. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I also, say, I also think that, like, I don't know. I guess my feeling is like, in this, in this, under this umbrella, and in this vacuum, th- th- there could be more room to like, y- like use, you know, gratuitous selfies to actually, le- you know, w- w- you know. You think weave. people could be savvier with it or, or that, more interesting think, with I, it? And I think that's what. And, and when you said you, you know, you're mentioning Gus, and I think actually G- Gus is somebody who does actually do that. Yeah, I don't follow what he does. I don't no, know. He, and he he does actually do that, like. And I think I think it was actually you who pointed out like he's also an athlete. So he so yes, he's, yeah, he's sort an of Olympic medalist. He's yeah, an Olympic yeah. medalist, so it's all about his body. But I'm just I'm I'm talking about a little bit more about the universe where like you know like Nico Tortorella, who I worked with on Younger, who's a lovely guy. But the moment that he was like I'm by, it became like a brand, and the yeah. like coverage of him in a very gratuitous way sort of to me like blurs the message where i'm like what like what are we talking about here is mm-hmm. it sort of to me feels like it's a um it's a it's a it's a way into which to talk about something but it's really just a way to look at pictures of yeah. you know him nude and like like whatever yeah. barely dressed and so then i at a certain point i'm like just be I guess just be gratuitous. Yeah, I, I, I'm all for just, uh, you know, for instance, this is not the same conversation, but if you're on Instagram, not necessarily needing to put an inspirational saying in your and next to your whatever yeah, selfie. Sure. I've never been inspired by anyone in my life. So just don't, <laughs> don't pretend you can just do yeah, that. Right. That said, I'm not, I honestly am not, I'm not bothered by people slapping, you know, a, a, a progressive sticker on their like nude selfie. I, I, I like 
gay sexuality being commodified. But I also wish I I wish I am okay with gay sexuality being commodified. I am. I my thing is I want there to be more openness and acceptance of lots of different voices. For example, like a couple years ago when that Fire Island show came on Logo, and it it took that wasn't a not diverse show if I remember correctly, wasn't it? I mean, it wasn't. uh, They were like ripped people. One was black (laughs) and one was hairy, and they all were ripped. Now he's on Queer Eye and. Yeah. That's Wait, the Karamo? It was Karamo? Are you sure? I'm positive. I, I guess I didn't watch the whole season. Wow. Go ahead. I didn't watch any of it. Because he was on The Real World. I know. Yes, And that's right. why I'm like, he's a These culture stuff I don't know. And he's like tele- all going over yeah. my well, head. So my point is, when Fire Island came out and Logo sort of pushed this show, which, I mean, there is a place in the world that Fire Island exists and that people want to watch that. And I'm all for that. I, I think that is fine. But I also think that there needs to be a show about, you know, Atlanta ball culture featuring all black queer men doing ball culture. And there needs to be a show for lesbians in some capacity. Ball culture? That, uh, like, ball. Uh, voguing, voguing ball. Voguing talking ball. Nuts. Yeah. We're talking like voguing. Ball culture. <laughs> what yeah. did you say? This no, is talking nuts. But, no, so, but my point, my larger point is that there, there needs to be, Logo has the funds and there is, I mean, Duck Dynasty was an example that trash television works of all kinds of trashy people. And everybody has a place within, everyone can be successful within reality television and on in an Instagram and everything. It's just the gay community and gay media and, and these outlets are pushing one type of person and one did, type of viewpoint. And that's my real problem with it. Louis, did you ever see the show? I don't know if you guys did either. Small Town Security? No, oh, I, I've never I even did, heard of it. I did love that show. <sighs> okay, so it was on AMC briefly. Maybe like two, <clears throat> two three seasons. Two. It was a really bizarre, really bizarre show that was a reality show about a, a tiny, like like... Like low budget security, for security hire firm. firm, yeah, in like rural, rural Georgia. Georgia, Georgia, and the like the the couple that owned it were just like it was like an ex- this woman, this like big like heavy Jewish woman and her like bizarre husband, and they were just a couple of eccentrics. Like she wanted to be an actress, he's sort of like a goofball, she's a diva, but like yeah. they were not like reality TV stars, which is why the show was so good. They weren't and like aware of the tropes and no, yeah, uh-huh. not in the least, not in the least. That's why it was like on AM or was yeah. IFC or something. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway. So they had their, their sort of like main head of security was this like really butch sort of, um, this like butch mysterious guy who lived in the back who had like fallen on hard times and had this bizarre, like, pseudo sexual like sexual tense relationship with the matriarch yeah 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 who yeah. again was like couldn't do anything and she was like the head of a security firm and um I and really then, want to know where you're going with that yeah i know <laughs> where i'm going with this is that that guy they revealed was trans oh and he had it was when they you would you wouldn't know and when they revealed it they really dug into it and it was completely it was just the most incredible, and it was a funny show. It was all based in like but they, weird. Did they funniness. do it respectfully? They did it so respectfully, and it was so. And you incredible. definitely didn't know you were going to get a discussion like that, which Absolutely. probably made it even richer. Yeah, no, it was yeah. incredible. And then, like, in, I think it was like by the second season, he started talking about transitioning a little bit. But it was through the lens of somebody who was like, who, who doesn't introduce himself yeah. Yeah. by being trans, nor do his coworkers talk about him being trans unless he wants to talk about it. I, and it was just it was just so fascinating to me and i was i know it's a, a bizarre i know it's it's unrealistic you of know, me to wish that that like that got more coverage but i'm i kind of wish that that was someone yeah. who got a little bit more but coverage but at the end of the day even though 
I, I, I understand where Lewis is coming from, which is he's saying sex sells. That's yes, always been a course. fundamental. Yeah. Uh, it's always been fundamentally true about our society forever, and why it, it seems like we're we're trying to to go against the current by totally. saying, you know, no, it should be about equality <laughs> right, and, and, right. and the most, you know, I mean, yeah, how, how, many stri- how many straight movie stars are being in- incredibly woke and progressive all the time with how hot they are? You know what I mean? Right, just yeah, things like right. that. Well, but, that's, that reminds but, me that, but that said, Frances McDormand did just win the Best Actress Oscar and like, there, there is... Did, yeah. did any openly gay actors get nominated this year that I didn't know about? No. Mostly there we <laughs> no. go. No. Not that, no, they didn't. I was hoping we were going to talk more about my, Aaron Carter. But my... <laughs> oh, no, he just took it back, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. He just yeah. took it back. Something? Yeah, yeah. yeah. take back. Um, but no, my point with that is that, there. like, we are going in, in terms of, like, there isn't a Jennifer Lawrence type person winning Best Actress this year. There is a very real woman who did a portrayal, and there's you know debatable about the movie, but like the intent of the movie and the racism within the movie. But yet, this Frances McDormand is not known for being beautiful. She's a she's she, she did a great performance. She won an Oscar. She deserved the Oscar, in my opinion. So we, we don't have that in the gay community necessarily. Even even like if we want to get attention for something, we have to have a show like Fire Island. They have to look a certain way and be that Instagram type, clickbaity type, because we don't trust that those five African American skinny guys in the ball culture in in Atlanta are going to be a television show that's going to have although, success. I think some of those shows actually exist. They just, I think we just don't see them. I guess my question is, and this is just me. Is it is it naive to think that there's a world in which those two things could happen, and I don't. But and also, who's responsible? Is it the responsibility of again the limited queer tea and like Tola Road or whatever? Mm-hmm. Is it their responsibility to push back a little bit and be a little bit more um, or, or less opaque? Uh, you know, and, and or you know about just being so. Knowing that sex sells, is it? Can they like? Can they? Is there room for? I just them don't to think do they're. Like, I just don't think they're like duping anybody by having sexual content on their site. I no. just think it's like uh, again, it's like it's not just a news site. There's something social about it, and so yeah. like necessarily, I don't think you can take that element out of the site. But do you think you can add to it? And yeah, have, totally. And and but why mind aren't you, they? I think I disagree with you when you keep bringing up Fire Island, which is not like a monster hit. It's no, something that we it keep wasn't. feeling like is defining the conversation, when in fact it just drew a little bit of ire. Well, no, I'm not. I don't mean specifically Fire Island. I mean what Fire Island represents. The five men are six. I forget. Well, but how many, on, but, but on, that's what I mean. How many things are actually like that, featuring uh, six gay well, sluts? They're five, Nothing. They're, they're, <laughs> but but they're all like taken from Instagram. Six and, gay so that's sluts. so going off the Instagram thing. They're all taken from Instagram and they're Instagram gay celebrities and they're put on a television show and yet you have that in lots of other areas too where these sort of like name the other show where six gay Instagram people not show not just show but I'm talking about the coverage on Queerty I'm talking about all these other examples of of people who uh, they all look the same they're all they have the same waistline they have the same Instagram follower account they have like it's 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 insane to me that there isn't a, a need for other types or uh, even a I demanding wanna, of I, I want to add just quickly though on sites like Toll Road uh, or pardon me on Queerty I feel like that's the kind of site they'll have gay roundups of hotties and I want to say they are routinely by design almost extremely diverse they, like they're, they're oh, very sh- you know, I'm just saying I, I, yeah I was mm-hmm. in researching for this I saw that they're diverse but they're still diverse in a way that's like 
Uh, um, you know, muscle gods. Guys, guys, sure. guys. Aaron Carter. What's, what's the update? What's the update? So he's not bisexual now? Well, he's that's not. a very interesting story because he's come undone in a, no- a number of different ways. Well, By the way, sure. nobody has performed at more prides in Dr. the Midwest Phil? than him. Oh, really? <laughs> Every time I go to Chicago for like market days, Aaron Carter is like lingering oh, like right. a gargoyle in your apartment. Oh, my You're from Chicago, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I went to school there. Let me also, oh, let me, yeah. let me also point out that Brent was turned on to the fact. To, Brent was turned on to the, the resurfacing of Aaron Carter when he was on drugs and weighed ten pounds and looked like he just. I always Doc, thought Josh Aaron Carter Dachau. was really adorable, yeah. and then I saw him on Doctor Phil because I've weirdly gotten into Doctor Phil recently. Oh, that's and... a great thing to ask Lewis about because I'm not as I'm not into it. Like Doctor Brent Phil? has found this obsession with Doctor Phil. He's latched onto it. What do you, I'm just curious for your opinion? What do you find so enchanting about it? I think Dr. Phil, I of course know he's a charlatan. I mean, I, that's that goes without saying. I think Kathy Griffin used to be like, isn't he like a botanist? Just yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> he's an, an absolute abject monster. I just think the show does a fantastic job of getting perfectly like uh, viral type people that seem to have Catch me issues. There's a ton of people lying about cancer, a ton of people, you know, with shitty kids. And and but it's done not quite in the sensational way that you find in other talk shows, and they're still pretending that Doctor Phil knows what he's talking about, even though he has fu- no fucking idea what Wait, he's doing. You know about Cash Me Outside Girl? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But like, I'm just, I'm just, le- I want to ask for reference. I, I, from our I friendship. just, I find it, fa- and like, I find him fascinating, and I can genuinely watch hours of Doctor. Do you Phil, watch like, Doctor Phil YouTube Lewis? Page. Um, when I think of Doctor Phil, I don't know if he's ever actually say, said this. <laughs> I picture him saying, "Why did you do that?" Yeah, <laughs> that's right, that's right. every that's show, right? <laughs> yeah, it's pretty much. Also, it. I mean, I don't watch it. I, I'm, I'm, I love that Brent's had found this like new, ba- new fascination with Doctor Phil. Yeah. My question is. Do you, Lewis, remember when Dina Lohan was on it? I was going to say, I was just going to bring up, I think Lohan was the last time. And That's she it. was very chattery and oh, couldn't sit still and like kind of flirted with him and yes. then got up and walked away and she all this stuff. Crying. It was the craziest. I mean, they played it on, on Howard Stern. Just the perfect like clips of it. It was, now Brent, you're going to have to go back and watch because it is the craziest interview yeah. where she's like laughing at him, but she's, she's doing that thing where she's like trying to... Um, uh, uh, you know, speak o- speak over him, but with like inside jokes that don't exist. Yeah, right. And it's I'm not a housewives person. It reminds me a little bit of Kelly Bensamon from what yes. I understand of her. Yeah. <laughs> Last time I watched Doctor Phil was for Burke Ramsey, the John Benet uh, brother, who's a good looking guy and a murderer. <laughs> just saying, that's uh, my opinion. I have to tell you, I'm very late to the Burke Ramsey oh world. Oh my god, yeah, I know everything. Dark the pineapple. Follow the pineapple. The, the, pineapple. Right. the, pineapple, yeah, the pineapple tells pineapple, you everything. Yeah. We'll just leave it at that. Please. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's, Let's leave, leave it at that. that. Lewis, yeah. thank you Lewis. so thank much you, for Lewis. So much for I could ask you a million questions. I know. I feel like but, we could keep going with this. But starting, you know, starting with, uh, start, starting with um, gay celebs and ending at Dr. Phil seems like a nice trajectory. And another thing. Squeamishness is a common <laughs> theme. What, are you reading the, the Wikipedia definition no, no, of squeamishness? No, no, Squeamishness is the common theme that comes up in our friendship. Oh, between you two, not me. Yeah, I was going to say between Alan. Brent and myself. Yeah. Alan is not squeamish. Brent and I, but Brent and I have a, a unique squeamish, squeamishness in that. I don't. Let me. I won't speak for you, but yeah. it's not. How dare you? It's not. <laughs> it's not blood that makes me squeamish. It's the description. 
mm-hmm. and and uh, reference to and acknowledgement of sort of the science of the body. Sure. I uh, yeah. So so <laughs> sure. when you when you say the squeamishness, I mean you're you're referring to I have a very strong vasovagal response reflex, which is what happens to you when you start passing out, and for me, it's I, like in a very weird way. I'm gonna gonna get a little dark for the listeners. I can watch. Any ISIS video <laughs> yeah. I want. To me, if the something is quick, day by day. if something's quick, it doesn't like it doesn't phase me. It doesn't draw my ire. If I, if there's the description of bleeding or like ex- like pain or suffering, in particular anything below the belt, I will fucking collapse <laughs> in within a matter of ten seconds. I mean, we once went to this is this is the the most ridiculous <laughs> one. I had a good friend. Who was like wanted to learn how to bottom better? Yeah. So he's like, let's go to a seminar together. So I was like, all right, fine. Well, you know, let's, yeah, let's yeah. go to the seminar. And I sat in the front row in like the sex shop in Chelsea, New York. Uh-huh. And the 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 guy gets up there. He's like, all right, everyone, are you guys ready to learn about the body? And he flips open this big, like you know, like basically you know, huge slide. Yeah. And it's just. Uh, and it's just a, a cartoon illustration of the anatomy and the veins yep, associated with with everything below the belt. <laughs> I'm getting light mm-hmm. And it, I, I swear to you, I barely made it out of that store. I can't now, Wait, correct me if I'm wrong. I collapsed on I the sidewalk. I feel like there's, I've, had, I've had sexual conversations about things, sexual activities that are, for especially for gay men, are pretty basic. Yeah. And that you guys find squeamish <laughs> um for me it's like thinking about like veins in like the butthole so so you wait so you don't rim you won't you won't eat a guy out oh i'm not saying that what i'm saying is oh think, this this bitch ate ass what i'm saying is i think thinking thinking about the scientific and biological el- elements yeah. of it is enough to make well, why are you out. thinking about that I'm not. But I'm just I can, saying. But you that, can't help it. It's it's like it's like when you're oh. not supposed to think about something, and then you think about it. No, literally, I help never think about, think about it. When I'm eating ass, I never think about that stuff. I don't think. I, I don't think I'm. I will also say that yesterday I had an. I had like my routine eye exam. Yeah. And the guy, the doctor, was showing me on the computer like the the back of my eye. And I was like, literally, he's showing it to me and explaining to me, and I was literally leaning over, like, mm. kind of, kind of getting faint, uh. and I almost, I, 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 I like, he finished quickly <laughs> enough, but I was going to be like, I can't talk about I, this. I, once, I can't I look once, at this. I once heard this, uh, this, this urologist give a, a speech about like sexual health, yeah, and he was talking about these implants that it's actually, it's been done for decades you can get a pump implanted into your dick yeah. and it, if you have really severe ED and then you can literally erectile just, dysfunction yeah, yeah. you can pump up your dick and it's great yeah. and it works really well for people I passed out twice <laughs> during the seminar I left twice I, I kept I don't, I don't I'm not I'm, like I said I'm not a squeamish person I think the things that I would normally get like when I associate squeamish I think of things that annoy me like that, that, that bother me that I just can't stand. So like, I can't stand someone clipping their fingernails in front of me. That just like grosses me out, oh, and I don't want it. It's gross. And, or someone picking their nose around me. I can't. If I see someone picking their nose, I'm like, or if they don't wash their hands, that grosses me out. Have you ever passed I out? Can't, no. Uh, no. Well, yes, I have, but from like not eating or like cancer shit. Yeah. Like, but never like. Oh my god, I'm gonna faint. See, when I you saw talk about gross. sexual health, that to me is the most threatening. Yeah. Because it's like. Talking about like the science of, ooh, I can't even. Yeah. <laughs> talking about like, the science of 
doing an act. I'm not even specifying. You know what makes me like? Here's no, another one. I don't understand. Like, and I don't think the listeners understand it's what you're saying. About the science, <laughs> when you say like, well, don't you rim? Yeah. It's not the it's not the act. It's the if I had to like stop and like think about think about what's going on there scientifically, the, the, I would pass. That's out. my thing. Why would you ever think about that? Well, it, because it comes up. Because it comes up. It's it brought doesn't up. Come I, up. I was at a lecture, was at a lecture which there was a, a seminar, a presentation. But, yeah, of it. but you chose to go to a fucking lecture. I'm talking about like in the moment. Yeah, in the moment, as you're hopefully you're you're busy. Yeah, too busy to think about the science. If I cock rings make me lightheaded. Oh, I'm dead. I'm done. I'm <laughs> really? Done. Oh, I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> Thinking about, I'm done because somebody once said, "Oh, it restricts the blood." And I, oh, I know, I can't, I, can't. I can't even hear it. I can't. I can't even hear it. It makes me. We were at a. Remember, we were, we were at a bar once, and all three of us, and a friend brought some other friends from San Francisco, and somebody you, you remember it's at um at precinct yeah at precinct and um one of the guys we heard a like what sounded like a coin hit the floor and we were like oh, nobody right. really paid attention and he was like sorry my cock ring fell off <laughs> and we were like, like we've been talking what? to you this whole time and, and also were... what how did it fall out of yeah. your underwear and um when i think at some point somebody asked somebody him about like what how did you have it on and i I can't listen because it's the thought I'm like, I here's, can't. Here's another weird one. My brother, uh, my brother will do the same thing if he, if he hears someone talking about cum. In fact, he's been in comedy shows. He really likes stand-up. He's been in comedy shows, like raunchy comedy shows, and he's passed out during them. Like I on the really way out, he'll like understand. have to put his his head between his knees because he's he just gets so lightheaded. What's the root of it? Do you think it's like like how did you get this way? Well, I mean, it's it's a thing. It's the vasovagal response. Well, no, that's that's the that's the reaction. Right. The mental thing. What's the root of the mental? You know, I don't. I, I can also say that you know, my mom has. Um, uh, a, a similar thing where she's always had trouble like having blood taken and she also has um, seizures you know yeah. every now and then and she has given herself a seizure by being at a doctor's office and he's explaining to her mm. uh, when she got stung by a bee and had an, an allergic reaction he was yeah. explaining to her the wound like you know the 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 bite uh, the sting and like what was happening on her skin and she had a seizure wow. so it's 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 in my yeah. bloodline well, clearly I'll, in tell yours you, too. I'll tell you this too the first time it happened to me I was like 8 we were watching stand by me mm-hmm. remember that movie yeah, yeah and that scene where he takes leeches out of his underwear yeah. and has blood on his hand yeah. not much but the leeches were on his nuts yeah and i was like oh that's bad that's bad that's bad and i got up, i like got up to leave the room i'm fucking 8 and i I like collapsed. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, it's just always I been find, in me. I find in speaking of the science stuff, like I remember during chemo and then afterwards I had to have a lot of dental work because um, like chemo screws with your teeth. And I, uh, I I lost like six teeth. And in the process of rebuilding my mouth, um, I found it very overwhelming, the experience of getting it fixed, you know, mm-hmm. because it just felt like nothing was going right anyway so why mm-hmm. fix it and what calmed me was understanding the medical process of what was going on it like in some way it calmed my brain and it was like I think it does that for, for I, I would think it does that for a lot of people yeah I think I'm just we're just yeah. in the minority yeah yeah you are yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what would your aunt say Brent what would your aunt Ramona say about something we heard on the podcast today? Uh, first of all, she would say, I'm not going to vote for you for Senate. <laughs> and I would say, well, She's then you will be crushed.
crushed. <laughs> and B, she would say, you sent your butt pics on Grindr? <laughs> I know that uh, for me, my Aunt Joanne would say, now, how would I see this? How would I see this? Lewis on Jeopardy. <laughs> what way? What, how, 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 does one, how does that? Yeah. How could I find? Can that? I go back and? Is there a video store? <laughs> My aunt Anne would go into a lengthy description of how people with their HIV status getting sent out to companies. She would go into her talking about her identity <laughs> getting stolen, and then go I into her, and then go into her being like, "And I don't know why they want to steal it. I don't have any money." <laughs> I love every time. People. Every time. Middle-aged people are so scared of identity theft. So and scared. Commercials prey on them and it's yeah kind of hilarious yeah yeah all right on that note thank you so much for listening i'm elliot glazer i am brent sullivan and i'm h allen scott see you next time hey.